Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation. We are Symbol Athletica, the brand of the purpose-driven. We stand for people that stand for something. You know, unfortunately, many people have an unfortunate experience that we can all relate to. We've all encountered it. And what it is, is the mean and hurtful comments made to us by people often relevant to our position, our thoughts, our dreams, our goals. And these hateful and hurtful comments come from people through all stations of life. They come from proximity, those people we just happen to be on work around. They come from the group we call friends. They come from the group we call family. And even come from the mass group we call strangers. But somehow, these hurtful people, these monsters, if you will, find a way to make comments, to make comments that impact and penetrate us in such a way that it can derail us for hours, for some people, for days. So today, that is the focus of our conversation. We're going to talk about this person, this monster, if you will. And we're going to give this monster an identity, one that we can relate to. And we're going to talk about their potential power. Today, conversation is the monster behind the mass. Okay, the monster behind the mask. Let's reveal this monster. Hopefully, we can do so in such a way that you can find it a useful tool, something that you can apply positively forward in your personal strategy. So this, act, this conversation actually originated many, many, many years ago in a coaching session that was overheard by my young daughter and the fact that she got the message at such a young age, I took that as being proof positive of the nugget of clarity and simple truth that must existed in the conversation because she was so young, but she got the point. So because of that, it's just been a conversation that has persisted with me over the course of many years. And I will start with the original story because it was so effective. So we, we, we talked about the story or the idea that if somebody walked up to you, came up to you <clears throat> and said, excuse me, ma'am, or excuse me, sir, or hey, did you know that you look like an ugly, pink, spotted, polka-dotted pterodactyl? If somebody came up to you and said that, that you look like an ugly, pink, spotted, polka-dotted pterodactyl, you would look at that person like, what is wrong with them? What the? Does this person need help? I mean, something's obviously off with this person, right? You would, you would look at this person and with uh, possibly concern, possibly disdain, possibly humor. You might laugh at them because, but what would you not be is angry. But to the same token, if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, you're too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short, too light, too dark, 
ugly, too mean, too lazy. In many of these cases, it would elicit some type of response. You would, you would, you would possibly be mad. And the insight we get from this, this comparison is that what might make us mad at these hurtful words is the possibility of there being a nugget of truth somewhere in there, a pre-held nugget of truth. We, a kink in our personal self-perception, our self-esteem, our self-belief, our limited belief. There must be some element of truth in these things for it to make us, to move us in in an uncomfortable way, a way that makes us angry or mad. And in many cases, it's nothing but these hurtful words that can not only derail people in the moment, change their emotional state, make them angry, mad, or sad, but in many cases, those hurtful words might be the fatal blow to somebody's dream or idea or their entertaining of a greater possibility for themselves. So the conversation we want to have about this idea is is that, is the fact that it is not the objective words themselves that move us, that make us feel a certain way. It's the meaning we give to them and the meaning that we believe somehow is associated possibly with some type of truth. Because no matter what words are shared, there is no universal standard. I hope people realize that there's no universal standard, that there's no universal fatness, you know, too fat, too ugly, too tall, too short, because for whatever sits at the top of one person's list of dislikes, as an individual, those very same things sit at the top of the preference list of other individuals. A lot of times what we assign these these words to mean are regional, geographical, cultural, and largely individual. So the fact that somebody says something to you that you find hurtful might speak more to you than it does to them. Because as we pointed out in the beginning, had somebody walked up to you and called you an ugly pink, spotted polka dotted pterodactyl, that would probably not ruin your day. It would probably not come close to shattering any dream you have. It would probably not alter at all your self-image because what they said to you probably, I'm hoping, that would be so far removed from what you perceive to be reality or a possible that you completely discount it. You completely discount it. It's a non-impactful occurrence. So maybe the useful idea we can have here is when we find ourselves through our journey of life and we find that these people, and we know they come from all stations of life, when they make comments and we feel that needle move inside. When they say something to us and we feel that anger rise or that sadness swell or that uncertainty build, we might want to just pause for a second and realize that this could, this could be no more true or no more valid than the person calling us the ugly pink spotted polka dotted 
pterodactyl. And just the, the pause we give to reflect on that briefly and maybe laugh or smile might put the context or the, or the relevance of their comment in a different box, a less meaningful box, a less directive or prescriptive box. You know, often the words people use to us don't have power on us until we, the us, give those words the very power. Interesting, right? So this is a short but very meaningful conversation, request for reflection, challenge for reflection, and maybe dare to alter, you know, the mental conversation you have in the moments of the rest of the day, of the rest of the week, of the rest of the year, that remember, when people say these hurtful things or these things that you feel hurtful, it might, we can now re-examine why we might think they are hurtful. And that, quite honestly, that could be a very useful compass. So what we're, a compass. So what we're doing right now is returning the potential monster behind the mass, the mass being representative that it could be anybody, right? It could be, it's not a particular person that can say hurtful things. It could literally be anybody. But what's behind that is something we create, something we empower. So maybe if we take this new kind of approach to the man or the person behind the mask and we take a moment to reflect or at least ask ourselves the question, why does that anger me so much? Why did, don't just take for granted that you're angry because it's hurtful, because it's mean. No, dig into that a little bit and why do you right now in this moment perceive it to be so angry, so hurtful, so mean? Because you wouldn't perceive that to be the, 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 the ugly, pink, polka-dotted, spotted pterodactyl. You wouldn't necessarily view that as hurtful and mean and destructive, right? So it's not, it's not universal. It's an assignment we do. So why? Why are we assigning so much anger, so much emotional content to what was just said to us? What is the potential nugget of truth we feel about ourselves in what was just said? And if there is a truth in a nugget of truth or a sliver of truth, enough of truth in what was said to move our meter, then that might shine a light on something we want to address by whatever you think that should mean in your life. Tackle it head on, be more conscious of it, do something about it, analyze why, where that feeling comes from. And and especially analyze the validity of that feeling because often, you know, we're reacting in a way it's a habit more than it's a reality. Now, the, the, the habit makes it reality in our life, but it's not objective. You know, just because we assign meaning to something doesn't mean that the meaning we assign to something is based on a reality other outside of that assignment. And, and that's a hugely powerful, a powerful idea that when people embrace completely changes everything. Completely changes, completely changes how they feel through the course of a day. They're, ang- they're going to be angry much, much less, sad much, much less, because you're going to remove the unwarranted anger and sadness and those type of things. Because they're there for reasons you don't even know. You're just reflective. You're, you're, respond- you're um, habitually responding to them like a reflex. But now, because of this crazy conversation, you might pause before you have the reflexive response and wonder to yourself very quickly, wow, that's, that's, that person has just called me a ugly pink, spotted, polka-dotted, 
pterodactyl. What the heck is their problem? What crazy world are they caught in? You could laugh or feel sorry for them, but that's much better than being angry or feeling sorry for yourself. My friends, that's a short and sweet conversation we had today, but a powerful one if applied. Because just yesterday or today or tomorrow, it's that common, somebody's going to say something or mention something or respond in such a way that you're going to feel your needle move, that uncomfortable needle move. Now you have a different way of analyzing why. Don't just be afraid of the mass. Analyze the monster behind it and your ability to turn that monster into a guide. My friends, if you know other people that might see value in these random conversations we have here at Symbol Athletica in our collective quest to get better at meaningful stuff, see how, see how precise we are with that? <laughs> Please let them know. Conversation is growing worldwide. Um, we, we are on a mission, a movement, if you will, to just connect philosophically people that have decided to take a purposeful attempt at their direction, at their life, at navigating these waters we call life. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. So, symbol athletica. Symbol. Symbol is something that stands for something else. Something that means something. We believe that this is both who we are at any given moment and the answer to the question of who we can become if we choose to make these purposeful decisions. We are the best living example of our own beliefs, symbols of our own beliefs. And we believe that success comes, there are two things that are always present in success, movement and challenge, movement and challenge. So Athletica is our acknowledgement that we must be open to and embrace a culture based on movement and challenge. And we believe that these two things combined are a formula for massive, massive happiness as humans. So the Symbol Athletica brand are for people that embrace these ideas. We want to create a global tribe of purpose-driven individuals, all on their own missions, all for their own purposes, and all in their own ways. But we want to feed on the success of each other. We want every living example to inspire others to do the same. That is what we're about. Brand of the Purpose Driven. And we thank you for your support.